Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Told you two games in the NBA tonight. First one's at halftime. The Bucks 52, Celtics 39. It's a 3-1 series lead for Milwaukee. They're trying to close out Boston, a demoralized Celtic squad. And then later tonight, of course, massive game five between Houston and Golden State. That one at the Oracle in Oakland. As promised, let's bring on in Dan Feldman of NBA's Pro Basketball Talk to give us uh, the lowdown on what's going on in Milwaukee and then preview what's happening later tonight. Dan, uh, thanks for joining us, man. And I guess this tonight is just continuing the, the, the destruction of Boston that not a lot of people saw coming, I guess, into the season. Maybe we saw it coming into the series, man. Yeah, I hope more people saw it coming into the series, though probably not enough. The Celtics have shown us who they are throughout the year, and so have the Bucks. The Bucks are a much better team. Uh, the Celtics just haven't quite realized their talent in the way we thought they would, and you know, some of that is maybe they're not quite as talented as we thought, but it's also, we probably didn't give enough credit to how tough the mix would be of bringing in Kyrie Irving, who didn't play in last year's playoffs, uh, and bringing in Gordon Hayward, who pretty much missed the entire season last year, into a team that was clicking and had some young players starting to establish themselves. That's not an easy mix. No, uh, no, it's not. Do you, do you believe that this is going to be uh, at least a partial dismantling of this roster from Ky- Kyrie and maybe some pieces that are traded away? I don't even know if the Anthony Davis deal is even in play anymore with what's going on there, uh, Dan. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can definitely see Kyrie Irving leaving at this point, and he's brought the speculation on himself. He didn't have to go out of his way before the season to say, I plan to re-sign with the Celtics. But he did. That was the expectation. He said it. And then he's the one who brings up, ask me July 1st, that, that no longer is he sticking by that. Well, if he's not as committed as he was before the season, I think that means a lot. Now, maybe he'll still re-sign. They can offer him the most money. It's still a solid situation. I mean, look at the Celtics. They're in the second round. They're well coached. They have a deep roster. They're they're uh, sound in the front office. There's a lot of things to like, and he might still end up re-signing, but him backtracking on how sure he is about that, I, I think, speaks volumes. Yeah, indeed. Okay, enough about Boston, because they're going to lose this series. Let's talk about the team that looks a lot better here, uh, and that's Milwaukee, and uh, Yanis only has six points in this game, but they've still running away from Boston. Uh, is it time to legitimately start taking Milwaukee serious as a title contender this year, Dan? Welcome to the bandwagon. I've I've been there. Now I, I still think the Warriors, uh, you know, are the are the best team and are going to to win if they can get by Houston. I think we do have to acknowledge that the Warriors are locked into a a tight playoff series where the Bucks are about to advance to the conference finals. The Bucks have been the best performing team throughout the season. They were dominant in the regular season. They were excellent offensively, excellent defensively. They've carried it over into the playoffs. Sometimes we overthink it. The team that's playing the best throughout the entire season, maybe we should look at them as a more serious threat. (laughs) Yeah, uh, no doubt. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's what's happening uh, with Toronto a little bit too. Um, With Milwaukee and, of course, Giannis, uh, I guess – 
where do you put him in, in this pantheon of, of NBA stars right now? I'm not talking about projecting three, four years down the road. I think everybody believes he might be the best player in the league by then. But right now, is he in that? I think he's in the conversation. Is he the best player in the league, Dan? Ooh, it's tough. I mean, he's right there in the mix with Kawhi Leonard, uh, with Kevin Durant. I think Steph Curry deserves more consideration in this. He's not playing so well right now at this moment, so nobody's talking about him. But everybody else in the discussion has had rough spots, too. They just aren't having them right at this moment. Steph Curry has been very good in a lot of playoff moments. I don't think there's some trend here. I'm not willing to uh, eliminate LeBron James yet. No, he didn't make the playoffs. His team didn't make the playoffs, but he's still excellent. Uh, James Harden probably deserves a little consideration here too. So I think it's a deep, as deep and balanced of a discussion as we've had in a long time. Uh, at this very moment, it's hard to pick against Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant. How you parse those two, man, that's tough. Yeah, uh, it's is Giannis, I guess, what Anthony Davis was supposed to be, and maybe AD will eventually be that when he's gone uh, from New Orleans. But is, is that what we all thought Anthony Davis would be, and we're seeing it up there in Milwaukee? You know, I think that's an interesting comparison uh, where both of them still, still this far into their careers. I think some of the question is, well, how will they respond in the biggest moments? They haven't been there. You know, this is Giannis's first time in the second round. Uh, and, you know, obviously if the, the Bucks win, it'll be his first time in the conference finals. Anthony Davis hasn't obviously made it that far to the conference finals. And so that's a, a big part of the question. But as far as being the franchise player that you can build around and build your entire system around, yeah, I think that is Giannis, but it also might be Anthony Davis and maybe the Pelicans didn't do a good enough job of of making AD that player, even though AD was capable of being that player. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, final thing on the Bucks, Dan, how big has Miritich been for them since that trade, of course, coming here from uh, the New Orleans organization? Well, he, he spent a lot of time injured in Milwaukee, so he hasn't made as big an impact as I think the Bucks would have hoped. But he stepped in and been a nice player. He's made some uh, – timely three-pointers in this playoff series his value he is unafraid to shoot he's got great range he gets up his three-pointer he really stresses defenses which creates a lot of floor spacing and no he's not a great defender but he competes uh in in milwaukee he's a little bit miscast because they use him more at small forward i think he's more of a power forward so that's going to limit him just with their other options but he's a really good player who helps them Second half just underway in Milwaukee, 56-41 right now. We're talking to Dan Feldman, NBA's pro basketball talk. It should be one of your daily stops here throughout the playoffs. And let's get into that massive game five later tonight. And are you surprised that the home teams have held serve uh, in this series? I I didn't think it'd go this, I guess, chalk (laughs) from the home teams winning, I guess, what, all, all four first games. It's a little surprising. Yeah, I'm surprised that Houston won both games. I'm not surprised that Golden State won both of its games at home. I I think uh, the Warriors are the better team. The Rockets have to play very well and hope that the Warriors have a somewhat off-shooting night to win. That happened twice in Houston. There is a path for the Rockets to win games in the series and, and therefore to win the series, but it's a much narrower path than the Warriors have. If the Warriors are knocking down shots or James Harden isn't awesome as a scorer and completely unguardable, it's going to be very, very tough. Uh, And so the the Warriors, I think, have a clearer path, but the Rockets can win, and they're making this hard on the Warriors. They're making it hard on the Warriors in a year where the the Warriors – 
haven't always responded well when facing adversity. Nope. Uh, when facing adversity, sometimes they've bickered among themselves. Sometimes they haven't played hard enough. And the thought was always, okay, when the biggest moments come, they'll pull it together. And I think that's a valid idea. It could happen, but we don't know what's going to happen. And the Rockets are testing him on it. No doubt. You mentioned adversity and Clay Thompson reports today that he is now very unhappy in Golden State, and we know he's struggled mightily. Steph struggled this series, as you pointed out. Are, are those reports on Clay true, and, and how big of a rift inside that locker room is there? Well, I, I think there can be a lot of things going on at once. You might not love the exact role you have, uh, but when your team is winning, you don't complain about it. When you're struggling, then you complain a little more, hey, I'm not getting my shots, I can't get into a rhythm, I can't help the team when it's like this. Winning cures almost all ills. And so if the Warriors win, I think Clay Thompson will feel better about that situation. He's also heading into free agency. If he makes an all NBA team, he'll be eligible for a supermax contract. It'd be very, very expensive for the Warriors considering their luxury tax issues. And so they're going to have to make a decision if that comes, or even if it doesn't come, do we want to give Clay Thompson a max contract? Do we want to give him a super max contract? Do we want to give him a partial super max? And as they're evaluating all that, they're going to now have in the back of their head, hey, maybe he's not happy here and we have to offer him enough money to make him happy. So some of this could also just be contract negotiation. Hmm, that's a good point. Uh, how, how have you liked the officiating in this series so far? <laughs> I've, I've been fine with it. Uh, I think Me too, Dan. I have I'm too. I'm glad the really team... Yeah, and, and I'm glad the teams got over it, too, uh, and stopped complaining so much because it's been fine. Um, it's not perfect. It's never perfect. But I don't think officiating should be the major story of this series. It's a well-played series between two very good teams, and I'm glad both of those teams, for the most part, are concentrating more on that since game one. It sounds like you've got Golden State tonight. I do. Uh, they're the better team. They're playing at home. I don't want to overthink it. All right. Dan Feldman, NBA's pro basketball talk. We'll let you get back to that second half out in Milwaukee. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. Dan Feldman, again, you've got to go there every single day if you're paying attention to the NBA playoffs. I do. You should. NBA's pro basketball talk. NBC's pro basketball talk. Uh, pardon me. Dan Feldman quite often on the program here. And it is now 59-46. Milwaukee maintaining that 13-point advantage. Jason Tatum going to the free throw line Tatum has not had a good series he's not having a good game he's not made a field goal over three from the floor all four of his points so far coming from the free throw line and he'll get uh, another one here and he makes that one so give him five points now and that deficit is cut to 12 we're talking about a uh, little LSU baseball it's a text from the 985 on that oh I pull for LSU coaches as well if that wasn't obvious I just can't stand uh, their alumni booster when, and their tacky students with their tacky, vulgar crowd cursing. Well, I mean, you can call LSU out on that, but if you go to any campus across the country, you're going to have that. I'm, I'm not excusing it. And in fact, I don't like it at all. I think it's a little bit of a plague in our college athletics everywhere. But that's not an LSU problem. That's just a, you know, a problem across the country. I'm not going to blame LSU for that at all couple of notes here on LSU basketball. Uh, LSU's Tremont Waters and Nas Reed, they've both been invited to the NBA draft combine. That will be held next week. That means the, the other guys who declared early, Skylar Mays, Emmett Williams, Javante Smart, 
They have not been invited. Now, no LSU players were invited last year. That includes Tremont Water, who had declared and then come back. And you would think this means, and I say think, you would think this means certainly Nas Reed is gone, and, and maybe this edges Tremont a little more out the door. I do wonder about Skyler coming back or not because of his age. He has a chance right now, even if it's not in the NBA, if it's the G League or if it's the overseas. Remember, the clock is ticking on his career and his ability to make money. And he certainly can play professionally somewhere. And Emmett Williams, I know a lot of teams would like his upside. And I'm not just talking about NBA teams. Again, I'm talking overseas. I'm talking about the G League. And maybe with the cloud hanging over the LSU basketball program, he decides to walk away too. And the Javante Smart situation is just in its own category because of the connections that, that he had and Will Wade had on those wiretaps talking about Smart and offering him something there. So maybe Javante sees lsu his career her over because he doesn't want to get caught up in that and miss playing time and miss a chance to develop 504-260-1870 that's the number all right when we come back we'll get into our nfl preseason quarterback rankings all 32 quarterbacks sorted into six tiers that's next on the last lap okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 